Welcome to our podcast. I'm Karen Avari. And I am Nula Gage. Together, we are the safety collaborators and co-founders of Safety Collaborations. So we help people change the way they think about safety. In fact, we are passionate about it. And we do this by engaging in dialogue and testing the levels of trust and psychological safety, which are core to organizational culture. Making safety part of your DNA so that your people speak up, show up, do right, and become safer every day for yourself, your team, and your business. Our free podcasts intend to share nuggets of wisdom that will challenge your perspectives, potentially solve a nagging problem, share actions that you can implement, and give you at least one aha moment. We come with many years of experience in delivering safety culture change programs across the globe for high hazard industries. Join us weekly and let's change the way people think about safety together. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome back to our episode six, which is rather exciting for us. Today is going to be a little different in that it will be a solo episode. At the moment, Nula is incredibly busy as the lead coach on our project over there in Turkey. They reached a milestone yesterday uh, in that they've gone from that pre-mobilization phase into now drilling operations. So it's been a very big deal. There's been a lot of celebration moments around all of that, particularly by the National Oil Company and our client who has helped get this over the line. So some more long days ahead uh, for every all of us and particularly for them, uh, but it's also very exciting at the same time. Today, I thought what we would do is share a little bit more about psychological safety. We talk about it a lot. Uh, you probably will have picked that up in the previous episodes. And in the last two or three years, I have actually run quite a few different sessions, either webinar style or workshops or short conversations around psychological safety and why it's so important. So today I thought we'd take you through a little bit about well, what we think psychological safety is, why is everyone talking about it, and a bit of a, an overview of the four stages of psychological safety, and maybe some hints and tips at the end of how you might start looking at psychological safety in your environment. The work that we talk about, and, and certainly me, the four stages of psychological safety, comes from the work of Dr. Timothy R. Clark. Now, he's been working on this now for quite some time. He has a very practical background, but is also a researcher on the subject. So he's come up with this framework, the four stages of psychological safety, which is taking the work of the previous, uh, or well, they're not even previous, they're still around, you know, Amy Edmondson, Warren Bennis, Ed, um, Khan, there's quite a few people. Now, the conversation around psychological safety has actually been around for quite a long time. It actually goes way back to the early 60s, but it really came to the forefront when Amy Edmondson and the Google Aristotle project really brought this subject to life and gave it the words and the flavor that we are experiencing today. So when we talk about, well, what is psychological safety? We talk about it from the perspective of an environment of rewarded vulnerability. So what do we mean by vulnerability? Well, in fact, before I go to the conversation of vulnerability, let's first have a little quick conversation about what psychological safety is not. 
because I think there's a few misconceptions out there that it's a little bit kumbaya and everybody has to be nice to each other. That is not the case at all. In fact, what it really means is that it's it's not about it's not a shield from accountability or responsibility. We, in fact, it encourages both of those. It isn't about an avoidance of consequences. It's really important that we understand what the consequences are. And as leaders or people who influence others around getting the job done safely, it's important that people understand the consequences of our actions. So having robust conversations around that is very much a part of helping make our environment psychologically more safe. It's not, as I said, it's not about being nice or huggy or kumbaya. It really is um, taking care of each other, most definitely. It's also not about consensus decision making. It doesn't mean that we're waiting for everybody to agree with what we're talking about. In fact, healthy dissent is important if we want to move into an an environment of innovation. If everybody disagrees with everybody else, then we don't move forward. So this is actually quite an important component. It is also not about unearned autonomy, meaning it isn't an excuse to say, oh, well, I'm in a psychologically safe environment. You can't force me to do X, Y, and Z. Absolutely not. You have to earn the right for autonomy as a worker or as a leader or any of us in any environment we're in. Political correctness. It's also not about that. Now, don't misunderstand me. We need to be very mindful of the cultures that we're working in, the people around us. How do we, you know, control our unconscious biases, etc. But it doesn't, it's not about being politically correct for everything because if we do that, then how do we talk about consequences? How do we talk about being or having some work autonomy? How do we talk about good decision making? Mm-hmm. What it's also not about is what we call being super positive or even toxic positivity. You know, there's no point in sitting there and saying, oh, it'll be okay, we'll be fine, everything's good. It may not be. And we need to be open and honest about those conversations. It's not all about trust. Now, what I mean by that is trust is earned is an individ- at an individual level. Psychological safety is actually at team level. And the, and the community and the group. So there is more to this. And of course, trust is key, is a key component, but it isn't about just building trust and you'll have a psychologically safe environment. Far from it. So let's go a little bit further now and talk about, well, what is psychological safety? So as I said a little bit earlier, it's talking about, um, rewarded vulnerability. So what do we mean by that? So what is rewarded vulnerability? We all are vulnerable. Whenever we put up our hand to ask a question, we are being vulnerable. Whenever we introduce ourselves to someone, we are being vulnerable. Right? What do we need to do we, to be able to be ourselves and feel safe in that environment? Yeah. So it's important because you cannot be successful if people don't reward each other's questions, their insecurities even, their confidence. All of this is part of teamwork. 
And if you don't allow and reward each other for those acts of vulnerability, what happens to the team? We break down. We may not. We hold back information. We won't be moving forward. So when we talk about the word vulnerability, we talk about it from the point of it's simply an exposure to risk of harm or loss. So a typical human question might be, will my vulnerability be rewarded or punished? If I engage in an act of vulnerability, what is going to happen? So let's have a little quick look at what are some acts of vulnerability. I already mentioned a few, but sometimes let's assume that you might be starting in a new environment. You know, so just showing up sometimes is an act of vulnerability. Introducing yourself, sharing something about your personal life, getting clarification on expectations. This is a huge one. How many times are we a little bit too embarrassed to say, look, I'm sorry, I didn't quite understand that. And if we actually open up and admit that and then aren't made to feel comfortable in asking that question, will we ask the next time? How do we share a personal problem or a challenge we're facing? Are we open and honest about our team's weaknesses or failures? What about giving your boss feedback or making a comment or a suggestion? What about disagreeing, asking questions, admitting we don't know something or that we made a mistake or sharing a past mistake? What about challenging the way that we do things? These are all, and this list is endless, these are all what we call acts of vulnerability. In the show notes, I will actually also put a set of questions. There's 12 questions that you can ask yourself. And whenever I run this poll, um, these questions on these questions, we end up with nearly every single time it being around 40, 75% people will say, yes, they've experienced one of these conditions in the past week. And things like, have you ever felt excluded in a social setting? Have you ever been afraid to ask a question? Have you ever remained silent when you know the answer to a problem? Have you ever had someone steal credit for something you did? Have you ever been ignored in a discussion? Have you ever been rudely interrupted in a meeting? Have you ever felt that you were the target of a negative stereotype? Have you ever faced retaliation for challenging the status quo? Have you ever had a boss who asked for feedback but didn't really want it? Have you ever been publicly shamed or made fun of? Have you ever been punished for making an honest mistake? Have you ever been made to feel inferior? Now, if you have actually answered yes to just one of those, then something happens. These things don't just happen at work. Some of these results may surprise you. They may not. But each of these is what we call a breach of psychological safety. And sadly, they are far more common than they are rare. So we have a lot of work to do. Now, what happens when our vulnerability gets punished? At least three things. 
Firstly, it activates pain centers in our brain. So our, we, we get emotions, our, those emotions start to show up and I'm going to do a whole other episode around emotions uh, because they are core to our being. They trigger self-censoring instinct and shifts us from defensive mode, defensive modes of performance. So what I mean by that is if we start to feel shut down, so let's say you're in a meeting and you make a comment and either nobody responds or what I definitely have experienced myself, five seconds later somebody else says it and gets a response, you start to sit back and you may fold your arms and you might lean, see somebody leaning back in the chair and start staring at the roof. You know, They start to get defensive. They start to shut down. Excuse me. So we tend to withdraw, retreat, right? Because we're now got to manage our own personal risk. We're managing our vulnerability, right? So we start to protect ourselves. So this is just setting the scene at this stage, right? But the cost of all of this is very high. When we have these experiences, they can immobilize us, they can neutralize our performance, and they definitely can limit effectiveness. Right? whether it's ourselves or someone else's. They can be devastating at a personal level. So what do we do? We absorb the pain and then it's all over? Mm, no. Unfortunately, it becomes like a bit of a layering effect. It sort of keeps layering upon layer upon layer. With that comes a series of consequences that keep moving until there's either a business impact, a safety impact, a personal health or wellness impact, so there are, the, there are far-reaching consequences of these when our acts of vulnerability are punished instead of rewarded. Okay. Here are just three thoughts around what can happen on basic research that's been done. Well, I didn't say basic, right? We call this by, by Professor Christine Porath and her colleagues have done some incredible research to help us understand this causal pain, if you like. And here are just three of those few key, those key points. And I will put some of this all into the show notes. So 48% of employees intentionally decrease their work effort when something like this happens to them. 48%. 47% intentionally decrease the time they spend at work. Ever heard of the bad hair day? Now, we can even go right down to 25% admit to taking their frustration out on either another person in the organization or another team or on customers. So the impacts from the team and business perspective is enormous. So why is psychological safety exploding around the world? Psychological safety, first and foremost, is the backbone of diversity, equity and inclusion. And in the four stages of psychological safety, we actually talk about inclusion safety being the first step. Government legislation and regulations, uh, you may have heard of the ISO 45003, which is on psychosocial safety. This has actually been around for about 10 years, but it's really coming into its own right now. And I'll also put into the show notes a great link uh, to some free uh, learning that you can do on the, on the 45,003 psychosocial uh, standards. A lot of this has become really apparent to us during the pandemic and 
a somewhat volatile world we're finding ourselves in at the moment at all sorts of levels from skyrocketing fuel costs through to wars and there's more than one there's a few of them going on around the world right so all of this does impact us workplace safety again big conversations about health and wellness mental wellness our well-being this all links back to the physical to the psychosocial right safety or to the psychological I should say and interesting the gen x and gen z's expectations thank you very much because you don't necessarily want to live in the same way as we did back in the 50s 60s and 70s etc where it was pretty much like you know just uh, hide your emotions and get on with it uh it's not necessarily the best way sometimes you need a bit of that but then that's probably because i grew up in that sort of era um all right but it, it isn't the best way to move forward and the end of it all all roads lead to psychological safety it's about the conversations we have it's about um how we react and treat each other no these are all very very important so let me give you a bit of an overview of the four stages of psychological safety so coming back to dr tim's tim clark's exploration and those four stages Uh, just a side note we run if you're interested in running any of these uh, webinars or things for your teams or for your groups you know do reach out to us uh, we are actually certified practitioners in the four stages of psychological safety so we can actually help you to give you some ideas and some conversations around how you might start to move forward in that area so there is a model that goes with this which I will put into the show notes as well but essentially psychological safety is a function of respect and permission so on a sliding scale of how much respect and how much position when uh, permission and depending on the fusion of both of those will depend on where you are on what we call the ladder of vulnerability which is at the heart of the four stages of psychological safety so we start with level 1 which is stage 1 is inclusion safety stage 2 is learner safety stage 3 is contributor safety and stage 4 is challenger safety so inclusion safety and until you step over what we call the inclusion threshold you can't really move you don't move forward very well i'm not saying it's completely linear we're humans and we depending on the environment we find ourselves in we may be at different stages for different components of our lives however generally speaking if i don't feel accepted or part of the team or have a sense of belonging um then i'm not going to probably show up and be myself right it is the foundation of psychological safety so how do we help people feel part of the team right from the get go yeah everything else builds on top of this if i don't feel safe to be part of this team if i'm hanging back and i'm not invited in to the conversations or into the team or i don't feel like i'm part of it or i feel like i'm being punished for some reason because i don't know what i don't know then how can i become a learner so that leads us to the next stage of learner safety so learner safety means that we feel safe in engaging in the learning process without the fear of being embarrassed or punished or marginalized 
So learner safety means that we can ask questions freely, that we can give and receive feedback. So we talk about, when we're talking about safety culture, we talk about how learning cultures, a good safety culture is a good learning culture. So we have to help people to feel safe in speaking up. We often say to people, right, if you don't understand something, you need to stop the job. You need to ask questions. Now, if I don't feel included or part of the team or there's something that's making me feel lesser than you, then I'm not going to stop the job. I am not going to ask questions. And as you probably well know, there's some real consequences to that. So the next piece is then moving up into what we call contributor safety. So once I feel safe to be part of the team, to be myself, to ask questions, to get responses to those questions without feeling belittled or criticised, then you'll get more of me. So the first two are really about helping people to become part of the team. The next two phases about us now as being proud of who we are, and we all like to contribute. It makes our day more interesting, yeah? And it's better for the organisation. So contributor safety means that we are given the opportunity to make meaningful contribution. We're invited in to take everything we've learned, our past experiences, our abilities and knowledge, and use it. So we might have these great conversations around what needs to happen, how can we improve, what's the, you know, after action reviews, how do we do all of those things, how do we use the tools, which then leads us into challenger safety. Now, interestingly enough, we often think about organisations being innovative, but unless you've got these first three steps in some sort of order, very difficult to get to a place of innovation. So challenger safety is where we, is the culmination stage. It means that we can be challenged the status quo without fear of retaliation or retribution, or that we might lose our jobs, or that we lose our personal respect, or lose respect of others, or our reputation. So challenger safety is also interesting enough at the height of vulnerability. So the further up this ladder of vulnerability we move, or through those four stages, once we get to four stages, that's when we're really showing up and being vulnerable. Because if we're challenging the system and there's a fear that I may lose my job if I do that, that is the height of vulnerability. So they are the four stages of psychological safety. Now, obviously, this conversation is not going to go on for too much longer, so I won't go into too much more depth. There are more aspects to this. We talk about paternalism and exploitation, particularly in from a leadership perspective. Yeah, um, I'm just looking for something that will help here a little bit. Right? So just a little description about what is paternalism. So paternalism, so if you remember I mentioned that, there, that psychological safety is a combination of respect and permission. So that's as we move up the four stages and the ladder of vulnerability. But on either side of that ladder is something called, on one side is paternalism, which is where a leader, particularly around leadership, has high respect but relatively low permission. Think, I'm a parent, I love you, but don't touch anything. Right? Leaders like this 
do understand the leadership and how to lead, generally speaking, but they and they have good intention, but they may end up being micromanagers. Right? So the question to ask is, do I do that? Have I ever experienced that? What do we need to shift? The other side of that coin is what we call exploitation, and this is where we have relatively low respect but high permission. What does that mean? So that means that I value you, I value what you bring, but I don't actually care about you, the human. I'm just interested in what you bring to the table. So I'm going to extract that value from you because it's going to make me look good. So this type of exploitation, you know, so if you get that in a leader, it can range from very, very mild and subtle to quite aggressive and overt. And I guess if you're thinking about aggressive and overt, it could be, you know, that that narcissism type comes into play a little bit for me. Yeah. So that could be bullying or stealing credit, that type of thing, when it's at its worst. At the subtle end, it could be, oh, you're great and sort of, you know, I'll tell you how great you are, but then I'm going to overload you with work. So, you know, sometimes as leaders, we've got to be really careful to say, I really think they're doing a great job out there. So I'm going to make my life easier. I'm going to give them more to do. That's not always the best thing either. So the big picture here, there's quite a lot in this picture. Um, But that hopefully gives you a sense of the four stages of psychological safety and why it's important to think about that from a perspective of your safety culture. How do we make people feel included first? How do you make them feel accepted and give them a sense of belonging? How do we allow people to speak up and not be embarrassed about what they don't know or even about making mistakes? You know, we talk about in the five principles of human performance by Todd Conklin, you know, error is normal. Blame fixes nothing. And how you as a leader act and show up makes a big difference. So think about that. Yeah. How do you let people contribute? How do we get the best out of everybody so that we can move forward? And that's a contributor safety. And this is where you can start giving some autonomy to people with guidance, right? But you can start giving autonomy and, and empower, if you like, um, or give, give empowerment. It might be a better word, right? How do we get people to feel that they are contributing and that they are worthy and that it's safe to challenge the system? Now, that doesn't mean breaking rules or not following procedures or or that. It just means that how can we get better? Remember, this is the phase where innovation starts to kick in. How do we get better? How do we improve? How do we become that high-performing team? So... These are all the elements of psychological safety. Uh, As you can imagine, it's a very big conversation. So I'm going to leave you with this one thought. You know, what can you do to improve a little bit of psychological safety in the environment you find yourself in? And you start with yourself. Start with your own behaviors. And this means you have to move beyond awareness and understanding and start practicing some of these behaviors. So remember, a pattern of thought or behavior in a person is a habit. 
A pattern of thought or behavior on a team is a norm. And a collection of norms in an organization is a culture. So thank you today. And I just remembered that we have an emotion to talk about. So let's pick one today. What shall we talk about? I think ambition sounds good. So today's emotional gem is ambition. The story behind ambition is I see possibilities and I'm going to pursue them. The impulse is to pursue the possibilities I see. And the purpose helps us to grow, achieve and expand. So the word ambition comes from the Latin ambitionum. I can't even pronounce that correctly. But basically, it is an appropriate that when we often think of politicians as ambitious, is it right? Not necessarily. We tend to have a love-hate relationship with the word ambition. But ambition is a mood, and it means that will take us forward. So I encourage you to have some ambition to learn more about how you can improve the psychological safety in your world. And on that note, I bid you farewell for today and uh, look forward to our next episode where Nuala will be joining us again. Thanks for your time. That's a wrap for today. Thank you for joining us today. Always lovely to have these conversations that matter. We'll be delighted if you share this podcast and hit the subscribe button on your preferred podcast platforms such as Apple or Spotify, etc. Connect with us via our website, www.safetycollaborations.com, where you will find the show notes for today's episode. Email us at hello at safetycollaborations.com. We'd be delighted to hear from you. We are easy to find on LinkedIn. Just look out for either Nuala Gage or Karen Avari and follow our company page, Safety Collaborations. Until next week, stay safe and stay well.